Do you see how Jesus is teaching us with this? Do you see how John is revealing God to us in this? He's teaching us that the answer to the question that all of our hearts are asking, all of our seeking, all of our trying, the answer is never going to be a what. It's always going to be a who. It's going to be Jesus. The complete satisfaction, the purest answer to the, heart, the, the seeking that our heart is doing is Jesus. That's what the gospel is about, that Jesus came to earth to seek the seekers, to die on the cross, to rise from the dead, to give us a life where we don't have to seek anymore, where we can just be found. The sermon that you're about to hear is from Pastor Paul Borman at Hope Lutheran Church, located in Tigard, Oregon. For more information and for more content, go to hopeintiger.com. All right, everyone. I'm excited about today's sermon. And I'm excited about it for all of us here as well. Last week, we began this sermon series in the book of John. And we saw from him that one of the great purposes of his book is to reveal God more and more to us with every word that we read in his book, with every time that we dive into his word. Today we're going to do that. And what we have today are Jesus' first words as recorded in the Gospel of John. These are the first words that are recorded by him. And so that's why I'm excited. First words are important. And we're going to get into those in a second, but I want to give you two thoughts to think about as we read these words. The first thought is this, that, that John uses loaded language. He uses loaded and heavy and meaning-filled language. He did that last week when he filled that word, word, with meaning. This week he's going to fill a question with meaning. And, and what I mean by loaded language is I mean that if I were to come up to you and I were to say, I see you, I'm not saying that my eyeballs are receiving the light that's bouncing off of your frame. I'm telling you that my heart sees what's, your, what's going on in your heart, and I want to be with you in that. John uses that loaded language all throughout his book, and Jesus uses it today. So keep that in mind as we read this text. The second thing that I want you to keep in mind is this. It's the thought I mentioned at the beginning of the service, too, that everyone is seeking something. Everyone is seeking something. That means that you are seeking something. And Jesus puts the question to us today, what are you seeking? What do you want? So we'll dive in here. We'll read from John chapter 1, verses 29 through 42. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is God's chosen one. And this is where we're going to spend a bunch of our time here today. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. 
And when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. And turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying. And they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. And the first thing that Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John, you will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. This is the gospel of our Lord. I was stopped in my tracks this week. Almost completely stopped in my tracks. Last week we were down in Florida visiting um, my, my wife's family for Christmas and I came home early from that vacation because I was so excited to worship with all of you and, and start the new year right and then, and then like two weeks before, two hours before worship found out that I had had a pretty serious exposure to COVID and so at that last second we, we moved things online and so we were kind of stopped in our tracks. And then my family was down in Florida for the rest of the week and, and it's usually a bustling house at the Borman household but it was quiet. It was way too quiet if you ask me. So I was kind of stopped in my tracks. And it gave me time to go and, and to sit down and to think about this message that I'm preaching this morning and, and to think it all the way through and to really wrestle with the question that Jesus is giving us here. He's asking us all, personally, a question that really, truly stopped me in my tracks in my heart. What do you want? I did what I normally do to prepare for a sermon. What I normally do is I go home after church on Sunday and I grab my English Bible because I'm excited about what's coming next and, and I read through the next text in English to see if anything jumps out at me. And when I read this text, something jumped out at me, but I think it was for the wrong reason. It was this question of what do you want and I, and I didn't understand it. it. It was ringing in my head kind of as if Jesus was like one of the people that I lived among while I was on the East Coast. You know, like you tap him on the shoulder, what do you want? Or, or maybe another option that was floating around in my head was Jesus has these two guys following behind him and he doesn't necessarily know who they are so he's checking over his shoulder and they keep following him so eventually he turns around and says, what do you want from me? I didn't understand the question. I didn't understand what Jesus was getting at here until I sat down and I did the next thing I do when I study a sermon and I looked at the original Greek language and I saw that this isn't the perfect translation. I think it better to communicate what Jesus was getting at here is the translation, what are you seeking? And that's when it hit me like a ton of bricks. <laughs> Jesus' question going right at me to my heart. Paul, what do you want? What are you seeking in your life? And before you go and start thinking that that pastor is blowing this question way out of proportion here, 
um, you got to remember this, that these are the first words that Jesus is speaking in the entire book of John. He's 32 years old already. He's seen a lot of life. He said a lot of really good things, and this is the first thing that John is recording him saying. It's like when you're a parent, and you are just waiting for your baby to speak their first words because you just want to know what's going on in their heart and in their head. And you always remember their first word. First words are important. And these are Jesus' first words. God made flesh as recorded by the Apostle John, inspired by the Holy Spirit, put in here for us to notice, for us to remember like we're remembering first words. What do you want? What are you seeking? That's why I was stopped in my tracks this week. And that's why I think it, it might stop you in your tracks as you put this question to yourselves a little bit. It's a question that, that digs into you. It's a question that demands answers. It, it's a question that interrogates your heart as it goes on. It's a question that one commentator called a halting question because you, you can't keep reading after that. It stops you. You have to answer it. What are you seeking? But I thought I, as a pastor, I should probably ask myself this question especially if I'm going to be asking it of the people I serve. I need to ask it of myself, and so I did. I asked myself this question all throughout the week. I wanted to ask myself that question many times to see if there was something that would change in different circumstances or different moods or if there was something truly fundamental that my heart was driving at. And then I thought, I should probably ask this of other people too and see what kind of stuff I get back. And so I asked Horace first, <laughs> and um, she's heard enough of my sermon questions that she put it off for a little while. And then I asked Theo, and I heard something about Mario Kart and a snack. <laughs> but then I started texting it out to a lot of different people. I wanted to put the same question to you, to, um, to have you wrestle with this, to interrogate you, to have your heart wrestle with this question a little bit. I asked some of you who are here today, I asked some people who are here in Oregon but, but haven't been part of our church yet and I've asked people from all other parts of my life too. I asked the same question. I said, I'm looking for something honest and raw. If God were to ask you, what are you looking for? What would your heart say? And I'll, and I'll kind of paraphrase some of the answers that I got. I'm looking for patience looking for a, a way to be at peace with the life that God has laid out for me, even though it's not the one I would have picked for myself. I'm looking for a person and a cause that I can truly give myself to. I'm looking for self-worth, for identity, for a way to be valued. And, and many people responded in this way too, especially given like the climate that we're in right now. I'm seeking security and certainty and safety trying to find some way to be confident that I'm going to be okay one year from now. I'm seeking inner peace amidst the inner chaos. And, and I'll quote one more to you. I'm looking in myself for the faith to rise above the fear and anxiety that I fight with every day so that I can walk in the joy that God wants me to walk in, so that I can walk with my eyes not set on the stuff in this world, but set on eternity. I realized something as I did this. 
I realized that this exercise, this question, totally revealed me. Kind of like Jesus intended with his question. It really revealed me and it really revealed everyone who responded to, to my text message because I realized this too, that not a single person texted me back and said, I'm not seeking anything. Nobody texted back and, and said, I have everything that I need. That wasn't my answer either. No, we can really relate with this, I think. I, I think each one of us can have something in the forefront of our mind that comes quite quickly when the question is asked, what are you seeking? You know, we, we can go and we can seek satisfaction through family and seek security through work and we can seek identity through success and, and seek um, intimacy with God with, through the things that we do. But you know what we're finding out these days in a big way? That we can seek and we can seek and seek and seek and never truly find. That's what my heart revealed about me this week. That in every situation where I asked myself this question, Paul, what are you seeking? What do you want? My heart had only one word in mind. More. I have peace. I want to have more of it. I have joy. I want more of it. I have a lot of love in my life. I want more of it. I have security. I want more of it. It, it revealed to me that, that I am keeping on going, seeking and seeking and seeking and seeking and never truly finding. And, and I think all of us are on that same page. See, Jesus knew that about us. That's why he asked his question. Turned around to those two, those two disciples and he said, what do you want? What are you seeking? If you're feeling exposed, convicted, revealed right now, you're in good company. Those two guys that Jesus originally asked the question to, they did not have a good answer either. <laughs> they responded with, a question. They responded by saying, Rabbi, where are you staying? See, they could see something in Jesus. They could see in him a person that they had never seen before. Somebody who wasn't seeking in their life. Somebody who wasn't searching for himself and they wanted to be part of it. So they said, Rabbi, where are you staying? We want to go. We want to have what you have. We want to know what you know. Rabbi, can you teach me how to step off of my spiritual treadmill because I am exhausted? Where are you staying? How did Jesus reply? With two words that are going to be really important to Hope Lutheran Church. He said, come and see. It was an invitation and a promise. Come, and you will see. And John records this for us, that those two disciples, they went and they saw. And they saw that they didn't have to do anything, they didn't have to go anywhere, they didn't have to seek for anything in order to see that they had found everything that their hearts had desired and so much more. They went and they saw Jesus. 
What are you seeking? Did you know that John actually asks this question three times in his gospel? It's almost like he planned it that way. There's one in the beginning, one in the middle, one in the end. The, the second one is in John chapter 18 as Jesus is being arrested before he goes on trial. And the last one is as he, is, uh, has, he, he has risen from the dead and is appearing to Mary. Except there's a major difference between the first one and the second two. The first one is what are you seeking? The second two changes profoundly. Who are you seeking? Do you see how Jesus is teaching us with this? Do you see how John is revealing God to us in this? He's teaching us that the answer to the question that all of our hearts are asking, all of our seeking, all of our trying, the answer is never going to be a what. It's always going to be a who. It's going to be Jesus. The complete satisfaction, the purest answer to the, heart, the, the seeking that our heart is doing is Jesus. That's what the gospel is about, that Jesus came to earth to seek the seekers, to die on the cross, to rise from the dead, to give us a life where we don't have to seek anymore, where we can just be found. Because we already have everything that we can seek. We have Jesus. If you have a heart like mine, and you do because you're a human, then there's likely a part of your heart that's not believing this all the way. That's the fight that we have with our sinful nature. There's a part of our heart that's always stuck here on earth with the seeking, seeking after the things that we think are going are gonna to make it for us. That's why us Christians are going around seeking and seeking and seeking all the time too. We run and we seek and we try and we find. There's a part of our hearts that's always in that. And so I want to do this together. I want to look underneath the things that we're seeking to see that God is there answering all of it. If you're seeking security then maybe the best way that we know how to find security is for ourselves is through money. And so we go after money because we know that that is going to give us some security in this life. But, but, but peel that back, peel underneath, and look and see what's there. We're looking for security. What we're really looking for is the power of God. The power of God to, to, to guide our lives, to keep us safe, to, to guide everything that we can't. Or maybe you have the sense in your heart that you want to leave a legacy behind. And you want to do that through your family. You want to do that through your work. Peel that back. What's underneath that? Maybe it's that you want to be remembered. Maybe it's that you want to be, to live forever. Can you see how God answers that for you? God has remembered you since the beginning of time before the world was created. And, and Jesus tells us that because I live, you also will live. You will live forever in heaven with him. Or maybe you're seeking significance 
in your life and you're going looking for identity and self-worth and so you push and you push in in the things that you do your work and and your vocation can you can you peel that back a little bit too what are you really seeking you're seeking someone who's going to know you who's going to love you who's going to embrace you because they love you that much Do you see how God is the answer? Do you see how Jesus is the answer to all of our seeking? And to address the elephant in the room here these days, you know, as as the Omicron virus continues to rise back up, our hearts are seeking safety. Our hearts are seeking the safety of ourselves and the safety of others. Our hearts are seeking certainty and normalcy. What's underneath that? We're seeking someone who can control our lives for our good and control the lives of others for their eternal good. And we have a God who promises all of that. Now, I want to be super clear on this, that I am not asking you to disregard work, not asking you to disregard family or COVID safety at all. None of those things. What I am encouraging you to do is to disregard and put away the quest for peace through those things. Because I think you know that it's never going to come that way. And I'm encouraging you to trust this. Like John said later on in this chapter. Like Jesus said. Come and see. You're going to see stuff that's way better than you were seeking. Everyone's seeking something. I certainly am. But I'm asking you to see this today. There is only one thing that has ever made me want to stop seeking. And there is only one thing that has ever made me feel as if I have actually found what I'm searching for. It's not a what, it's a who. It's Jesus. And maybe you're not certain about that right now. Maybe it ebbs and flows. So I want to offer you this invitation and this promise. Same one that Jesus offered. Come. And you will see. Let's pray. Dear Lord, in your word, you reveal us. You reveal our hearts, you reveal our desires, and you reveal the ways that we have not been seeking you. We ask you to work in our hearts with your Holy Spirit to focus us on you, that we may seek you all the days of our life and that we may know that we already have everything that we can ever need. Lord, grow in our hearts the certainty that we seek, the peace that we seek, the love that we seek, the identity, the self-worth, because we know that you've given that to us. Help us to reflect those things to the world. We ask this in your name.